I need to ask our next guest whether he's indulged in shower beer. Matt Bungard from ESPN. Talk all things rugby league. Morning, Matthew. Hey, guys. How are you? Have you ever had a shower beer? No, I have a shower beer holder in my... In you my do beer. have... Okay. Oh. So I've, I've heard of these things. You yes. probably pick one up from Amazon for yes. about five bucks, I reckon. Yeah, it's like ten bucks. It, 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 it is... It is Use daily. I'll tell you, there's nothing better. It's, it's such a versatile beer. You can have it after you go running, after you play footy. Yes. Um, as you're getting ready to go out, as you yes. said. Yep. There, there's plenty of occasions <laughs> for a shower beer. Sounds like not. a VB ad. It, it, you can get it running. Yeah, you, get it you can get it any old time. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. Shower beer. A shower beer specifically after you've won a sporting event is. I think the best beer possible. Yeah, I mean, even if you lose, Matty, because you know, <laughs> I'm just clear. true. Still good. Yeah, celebrate or commiserate. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. But yeah, like best twelve bucks ever spent or something. So let's look at the games oh. last night. I wonder if the Parramatta Eels had some shower beers either through celebration or commiseration. This is the thing we had Ed a caller on the last hour. He says, "No, I'm not. I'm okay with him because already in some of the forums, people are bagging Brad Arthur. He got a sack. Him questioning his bench rotation and how." You know, uh, one of them has remained unused in the first two rounds. Look, uh, Golden Point lost to Melbourne, round number one. Uh, they shot out to a 10-0 lead last night, traded tries, five tries apiece in the end, so really it was only goal king. That was a difference. Uh, what did you make of that game? It was pretty entertaining, but two rounds in, do you yeah, think a, a, alarm bells are ringing for the Parramatta Eels? They've got a tough three games coming up. I do. I don't really know how much of it is Brad Arthur's fault. I just, I mean, I came on here in the preseason and said they'd missed the finals because I thought that the guys they've lost are just sort of too great to make up for. Like, they didn't just lose Isaiah Papali and Reed Money. They lost a couple of bench guys as well, and their forward rotation is just a lot weaker than it was. And some weeks, like last week, you can almost win by playing gigantic minutes for Junior Paulo, Regan Kemmel, Gillard, and Jermaine Hopgood, but um, there's other weeks where you need fresh guys to come on and, and create something, and they just don't have that. I don't really blame Brad Arthur. He's always done this, and it's worked in the past. They've been very successful in the in the last couple of years. Um, he, he's a guy that does really ride his starters and plays them in big minutes. But at the moment, they just don't have any real punch off the bench, and I'm not entirely sure that the Josh Hodgson experiment is going to work out. Um, he's a great player. I just don't know if he's a great player for the way Parramatta play. And... Yeah, I, I I really really enjoyed that game last night. It's not often you get such a such a great game in this in that six pm time slot. Um, but the reality was, after just with the quirks of the draw, the reality was that one of these two teams was going to start zero two, and it is kind of matter. I don't think any, I think any any chat about Brad Arthur's future is very 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 premature. He's shown to be a fantastic coach over the last few years, but I do think there are problems uh, with the way that team is set up, and problems I don't necessarily think that he or any coach could. At the moment. What's your thoughts on uh, Gary Hopgood? Now, I know his name's Jermaine, but he doesn't look like a Jermaine mm. to me. He, does, he doesn't suit his <laughs> name, so I'm calling him Gary from here on in. Um, yep. He's been very impressive, mate. Mm. Well, he's a guy that Penrith fans had gigantic raps on. Uh, he's just gotten through a pile of work in the first two games. I mean, last week he played, what was it, 84 minutes. I know he missed that tackle right at the end and got yeah. in Golden Point and Harry Grant, but up until that point, he had a sensational game. Uh, this is the reality of the Penrith Panthers right now. There's just so many talented players at every position that they can't all stay. And Parramatta could go have a gem. And if they are going to sort of, uh, I guess, take that load off Paulo and Campbell Gillard, he's a guy that so far has stepped up and shouldered a lot of that, a lot of that work. And a guy that they're going to need to keep doing that for the entire season. But yeah, so far so good. I think he's been probably their best player through the first two weeks. He has, uh, but I think about an incident last night. He missed. Was it him? 
Matty, that missed that tackle on Moylan that, that led to a Sharks try. And, and I just wonder if he probably needed a spell and it come back to, you know, this bench rotation. Yeah. You know, wanted big minutes, of course, out of some of his key forwards. But I just wonder how sustainable that is for the entire year. Yeah, look, I, I just, like, perhaps Brad Arthur is going to have to change something. Um, because, yeah, a lot of the a lot of the points Paramount have conceded in the first two games have just come down to pure fatigue. And while fatigue is a reality of the game, um, there are ways to alleviate it. And one of those most obvious ways is to give the guys who keep getting tired fewer minutes. But I, I don't know if he's prepared to do that. And I don't know if he believes that the guys he's got in reserve are capable of filling that void. And perhaps he's made the decision that... Sorry, my dog's barking in the background. Uh, I, perhaps he's made the decision that... Um, that, um, oh dear. Well, um, mate, he might have a robber. Yeah, he might want to check and see if someone's breaking That's in. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Problem is, we're dog sitting a second dog at the moment. So when my dog starts barking, the second one starts barking as well. So it's a bit chaotic. Anyway, but he's made the decision that um, he would rather have his star guys being tired than putting trust in those uh, lesser light players being fresh. And I don't, you know, it's only been two weeks. I don't think I don't think it's not a panic just yet. But we'll, we'll wait and see over the next few games whether or not he goes away from that mate do you we were earlier in the show we were having a bit of a chat about um overused or um stupid rugby league expressions used by the media mm. um uh, rugby league dna kind of annoys me a little bit is there something that that peeves you about um that's overused yeah look i mean the, the big one for me is momentum like people just i think just completely overuse that term oh why are they kicking a penalty goal here they've got all the momentum things like that and then it's like oh well they dropped the ball what happened i thought they had all the momentum oh well, they lost the momentum it's like, well, well okay well what is it then explain it to me uh, i can't stand that one um there's a couple of cliches um we actually did a segment on this on the show last year but there's a couple of cliches that have always just sort of not not like sort of annoyed me but made me laugh like a big one that commentators always say is in the context of this match and I'm like oh yeah well, yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no other what, match to put what other context <laughs> what, what other context would there be for yeah. for this knock-on in this rugby league game that I'm watching than the match uh, another one I love is um, when a when a young player is coming through and they're the younger brother of a of a talented like a, a well-known player yeah and people go, and they go oh they 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 say he's even better than his brother and then they never are <laughs> like, it's always said like who was um like like you know like uh, mom and barber or, or like one of the like Luke Burgess for example like, that's always one of my favorite cliches some of those guys end up being great players but it's hilarious to hear that every single time but yeah I I think in the context of this match does my head in the most because it. It's such a redundant saying. Yeah, what what yeah. what what, what, what other context could there be? Yeah, it's a good point. Well, I can tell you, just judging by your comments, you're very much in the ascendancy, Matt Bungard. Uh, just a quick word: Broncos looked impressive, didn't they? Two big scalps in the first two rounds, and last night it was the, the Reese Walsh show. Yeah, I picked them to make the eight pretty comfortably in the end. Not just because I thought they'd be better than last year, but also because if you look at their draw, they barely have to leave Queensland. They only come to Sydney three times in the entire season. And one of those is already out of the way with round one. So they only come back. They come to Shark Park and Belmore later on in the year. And that's it. They don't have to come to Sydney. Apart from that, they play so many games in Queensland. And, you know, we can talk about a lot of things, whether they help teams, whether they hinder things. But one thing that most sports scientists pretty much agree on is that the less travel you have to do, the better off you're going to be. Like travel does have a sort of direct correlation with success a lot of the time. And they don't travel at all. So... That on top of the way they're playing is a recipe for success. I mean, I think I had them six going into my preseason predictions, but after the first couple of weeks, I'd be tempted to bump them up a little bit higher than that because they look fantastic. I was so excited to see Reese Walsh because 
you know, didn't play round one and they still got it done and everyone was hanging out for him, like one of the biggest signings of the off-season. And he was an absolute superstar last night. Um, we saw bits of his talent at the Warriors, but now that he's back home and in, and in, a, in a system that allows him to thrive, they've got so many talented ball players there, he is just going to go to another level entirely, I think. And last night we, we saw a glimpse of that. Uh, I love watching the Broncos play at the moment. It, it obviously hurts my heart to see Adam Reynolds not in the South Jersey doing mm-hmm. so well, but he's playing great. Their forwards are fantastic. They've just re-signed Patrick Carrigan until 2028, I think, something like that. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a good time to be a Broncos fan. It's been a, it's been a lean couple of years, but they look well and truly back. Yeah, they're in the ascendancy, I think is what you're trying to say, Matthew. Thank you, mate. We'll let you go. Have a great weekend. Uh, commiserations to your buddies, by the way. Uh, they'll be back. Yeah, that's right. you, I'll, go, I'll go and have a shower beer. Yeah, go and do <laughs> hey. Have a couple. It's midday somewhere, as I say. You've got a good one, Lachlan, Elias. Thank you, mate. We'll catch all your work on ESPN.